Want to learn how to leverage your marketing to get clients on repeat? Charge a fee that leaves you with money in your pocket even after you've finished paying your bills? And finally, stop working with the clients that you've long outgrown? Liberated Business is a transformational program that combines group and one-on-one work so you get the best results possible. This differs from every other program out there because it helps you make money while supporting your joy and liberation throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Liberated Business starts this June and runs through November, and enrollment is open now. Visit thebadtherapist.coach liberatedbusiness to get all of the details and sign up. DM me on Instagram at thebadtherapist with any questions or to learn more. I cannot wait to get started with you. Again, we can just find ourselves getting really distracted. The reality of creating a scalable offer, launching it, marketing, selling it, is that it takes a lot of energy. And so you need to be really, really diligent about how you are using your energy during your launch. People talk all the time about how exhausting launching is, about how uncomfortable it is. And I think a big reason for that is because one, it's so spiritually activating and sometimes folks don't have mindset practices around it to help with that, or they don't have support for themselves to deal with that. And then two, they aren't doing these sort of tactical things to manage their energy and manage their tasks throughout the process. So of course, at the end of it, it's really exhausting and they think I don't want to do it again. Hey there, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show, the podcast for current and aspiring private practice therapists who want to earn more money, work less, and have a way bigger impact. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist, former goody-goody therapist turned six-figure private practice owner and therapist business coach. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about private practice and expanding beyond the one-to-one model so you can earn more money and increase your impact as a therapist without burning out or hustling. Using my proven liberated business method, therapists at all stages of business have been able to grow their income while becoming even better therapists. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. It's time for you to get your time back and enjoy being a therapist again. You ready? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist. Lately, we've been talking about how therapists can expand beyond the one-to-one model and scale their businesses through things like hosting retreats, creating online courses, eBooks, and group programs. Making a quality offer that appeals to your ideal client is only half the battle. Today, I'm going to share some launch hacks that you probably won't hear anywhere else. If you can do these three things, you'll increase your chances of success and have a much better time along the way. While I'm going to be focusing on launching scalable offers, know that the tips that I'm going to share also apply to filling spots in your one-on-one therapy practice. Let's get started. So the first tip I want to dive into is to guard your time and energy. This sounds really simple and straightforward, but at the end of the day, it's pretty hard to do. Obviously, we all know how distracted we can get, especially if you're doing work on a device, on your computer, on your phone. It's so easy to get a notification and switch tasks to open another tab. I've gotten to the point where I find myself just like picking up my phone and I'm like, what is this even doing in my hand? So it is so easy to just fritter away the time. And also, if you feel any sort of Uh, discomfort around whatever task you're doing, 
we can find ways to sort of delay it. I don't know if you ever had the experience as a kid of being told that you needed to eat certain foods. And really what would make the most sense is to just kind of like eat the food as quickly as possible. But I remember like just leaving the food in my mouth and it's like, sometimes that feels like what I'm doing when I'm trying to get tasks done. If I'm feeling uncomfortable, it actually tends to take me longer. And so there are a few different things we can do about this from working at it from a mindset angle, and then also working at it from a more material world strategy angle. So if part of what is happening with your time and energy is that there's actually some mindset issues in the way, like maybe you're trying to work on marketing when it comes to your scalable offer, or also your one-on-one therapy practice, but it actually feels really, really uncomfortable for you to do so. Maybe you have issues around visibility. Maybe you just doubt your ability to be successful. Maybe you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself that this needs to be perfect. And you kind of have this belief that if no one signs up, that this is a waste of time. All of these things could be getting in the way of you actually doing the work you need to do and increasing the amount of time it's going to take, which sucks because you would probably rather be spending that time doing something else. But instead, you're going your whole all day in between client sessions or maybe on a day that you have open, you're telling yourself you're going to do this work, you sit down to do it, you get distracted, you get frustrated, something else seems really compelling, and there you are, you're distracted again, you're no longer working on it. And then you remember and you come back and you're trying to work on it again and you're just wondering, why can't I make progress? This is so uncomfortable. You might start to doubt if this is even made for you. So what I would really recommend if that's what you're feeling when you're trying to get work done, that you pause and you do a mindset practice. This is something that I did pretty diligently for a while in my business, especially at the start of the bad therapist business. And that made a huge impact. And I've recently begun doing it again more regularly. And what I'm finding is that when I take some time to sit down and reflect on what I'm grateful for, when I give myself the opportunity to write out my fears, When I really focus on like what actually needs to get done today, like sure, if you're running a business, there truly is a constantly expanding list of things that you can do, but it's really helpful to focus on, okay, what actually needs to get done today? What are the priorities? And getting that really clear in my mind uh, really allows me to know what I need to focus on that day. And I know exactly when I'm not doing that thing and I can help reel myself in and get back on track. So even though if you're already feeling crunched for time, it can be really hard to say, okay, well, I'm going to spend 15 or 30 minutes doing mindset work and can feel really, really hard to set that time aside. What I found time and time again is that if I do that first, the work that follows is so much more efficient. And oftentimes, I get my work done really quickly, uh, much faster than I would have otherwise. And it's kind of shocking, to be honest, like how little time it takes when I can be really, really focused. And so if you're not quite sure what I mean about mindset work, I mean, I described some of it here, but if you're not quite sure what that means, I would highly encourage you to join Healing Money. There is a link in the bio and you can go into that group and you can do the daily mindset course. That would be incredibly helpful for you to do. So I'll send you there for that. The other thing, if you're noticing that your time and energy is just, it's not really focused, you are not making the progress you would like through the tasks associated with your launch or through the scalable offer you're creating, is the material world stuff, is making those changes like putting your phone in another room, 
Another thing that I really like to do is to open a new internet browser, a new window, uh, and only have things open in that window that I am working on for a particular task. Because what often happens is I'll start working on one task and then I'll remember something or I'll have an idea and then I'll open a new tab and then I'll go down this rabbit hole of something else. And pretty soon I've got a window open with 20 different tabs and I am quote unquote multitasking, which is not a real thing. People multitasking is actually just task switching. So I'm not actually being more efficient. I'm not actually getting more done. I'm just doing 20 things instead of one thing. And I'm probably not doing any of them very well. So if I can sort of um, get myself to just focus and just have that one window open and be diligent about not (laughs) adding more tabs, that can be really, really helpful too. Sometimes it's really helpful to get out of the house. That's another thing that can help me move through tasks a little bit more quickly because when I'm at home, and I think this is something a lot of us have experienced from working from home, it's so easy to stop what we're doing and go do the laundry or go make a snack. And y'all, we should have snacks. That's not a problem. But again, we can just find ourselves getting really distracted. The reality of creating a scalable offer, launching it, marketing, selling it is that it takes a lot of energy And so you need to be really, really diligent about how you are using your energy during your launch. People talk all the time about how exhausting launching is, about how uncomfortable it is. And I think a big reason for that is because one, it's so spiritually activating and sometimes folks don't have mindset practices around it to help with that, or they don't have support for themselves to deal with that. And then two, they aren't doing these sort of tactical things to manage their energy and manage their tasks throughout the process. So of course, at the end of it, it's really exhausting and they think, I don't want to do it again. So if you can practice approaching this differently and be incredibly diligent about how you're managing your time and energy, at the other end of your launch, you're going to feel so much better. And honestly, if you don't even sell anything (laughs) during your launch, but you get really good at this, that is still time well spent in my book. I've talked about in previous episodes how this gets to be an iterative process. You are probably going to be going through this multiple times, maybe even multiple times before you have the sort of success you would like to have. And one thing that's really important about it is that you do it in a sustainable way. So if you go through it the first time or the second time, and one thing you get really, really good at is monitoring and protecting your time and energy through a launch process, that is a huge win. And that's going to serve you every subsequent time that you launch. The second thing that can be really helpful in your launch that's a little bit of a hack and a little bit unusual is to put your blinders on. This is something that I've done in my business for most of it, not just when I'm launching new courses, but pretty early on, I decided to put my blinders on. And I'm going to break that down for you what exactly that means. So oftentimes when we're creating in our businesses, we're trying something new, We often do a lot of research and learning. We look around, we see what other people are doing. And though this can be really helpful to some extent, it can be really helpful to see what other people are doing in the industry, what they're doing in the field, what's working, what's not working. At the end of the day, you need to focus on your business. And going back to that whole distraction piece, oftentimes that becomes a distraction. And the reality is, is you're, you're not getting useful information. You're just one, distracting yourself and then two, potentially making yourself feel bad. And that is not useful to you or your launch. That's not helpful energy to have. Honestly, it's a total waste of your time. 
It doesn't matter what other people are doing in their businesses. That doesn't have anything to do with you. You need to focus on yours. And the reality is that there isn't some silver bullet of, oh, if I would just do this, then everything would suddenly start working. That's generally not how these things go. So if you're just absorbing all this information from other people all the time and potentially changing tactics because of it, actually, you're wasting a lot of time and energy. I've said time and time again that the best way to launch and to grow your business is to have a really simple strategy that's repeatable and that you stick with. And rather than constantly changing it or making it overly complicated or adding this thing just because you saw someone on Instagram say you needed to have this, rather than doing all of that, have a simple process, get it down, and just tweak it here and there based on the information that you are getting back from your audience and your potential clients. You will get the data, you will get the information, and that will be far better than constantly looking at the 20 different people on Instagram that you follow who are all telling you to do different things. So I would put your blinders on. For me, it's been really helpful for to not look at other people in the same space that I've been in um, because it's just distracting, to be totally honest. So what I do in my business, how I run it, is I have a few mentors that I pay attention to. And there have been times where I've even whittled that down to just one person, or honestly, I haven't even paid attention to them because at the end of the day, it's like, I know what I need to do. And the only thing left is to just do it. No amount of continuing to look around and compare and contrast is actually going to move the ball forward in my business. And so if you have been out there and you've been kind of learning by just crowdsourcing information, seeing what this therapist is doing and what this course creator is doing and trying to kind of like hack the system and figure out, okay, what is the particular combination of all of these different things that's going to help? You need to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing this as a way to avoid actually taking action in my business? Or am I actually learning something here? What would be the best use of my time? Maybe it would be a good idea for me to take what I've learned and put it in practice right now rather than continuing to pick up pieces of information here and there, because experience is always the best teacher. And if this is actually delaying you from taking action, then it's not useful. So I would advise picking one mentor, one, let's say, business coach out there that really resonates with you, and maybe they're the voice in your ear for this period of time. But stop looking at what everybody else is doing, the people who are, quote unquote, competitors in the same space as you. Stop paying attention to them. It doesn't matter how big their audience is. It doesn't matter how long they've been in the game. It doesn't matter if they have, quote unquote, better production than you. None of that matters. Just focus on yourself, focus on your business and serving the people that you want to attract. That will be far better than anything else you could do, and it will lead long-term to much more success. So don't be afraid to put your blinders on. I think sometimes we fear that, oh, I'm doing this actually because I feel really sensitive because maybe it spins me out emotionally <laughs> to see these other people. I mean, that's a really, honestly, that's a really good reason to put your blinders on if seeing other people kind of sends you into a self-critical spiral by all means, like stop doing that. Just don't pay attention to them anymore. Unfollow them, mute them, whatever you need to do. You don't need to be looking at that. But if you feel some amount of like shame or guilt over that, like this shouldn't be bothering me, then I would really encourage you to honestly let that go and be like, well, fuck it. This is bothering me. It turns out I'm a human. And rather than 
wishing I was above this or not bothered by this, I'm going to take really good care of myself because at the end of the day, what is the goal? I often talk to clients about kind of like picking the challenge that they're up for. You don't have to do things just because they're hard and just because you can. I would much rather you focus on selling out your course or retreat, whatever you're making, than prove to yourself that you that you're not bothered by this other person on the internet. That may be a challenge that you face at a different time, but maybe right now is not the time and you can just focus your energy on your launch, which is honestly where it belongs. You can use your mindset work simultaneously to dig into that. Maybe if you're doing a fear inventory, uh, I can imagine a fear inventory looking like, I have fear that if I don't expose myself to these people that I won't learn, I have fear that choosing not to expose myself to them means that I am too sensitive or like whatever the thing may be. Take that stuff to your mindset work. I promise you, you will still learn and grow. And if you decide after your launch that you want to unmute those people or refollow them, you totally can. But give yourself a break for the time being. Focus on having like one mentor or one voice in your ear. Uh, Join scalable offers for therapists. That would be a great thing to do. And just pick a lane and stick with it through the process. Scalable offers for therapists is a great little cocoon for you to be in throughout the scalable offers process, whether you are creating something, you're launching it, you're selling it, you're marketing it, or you're actually in the midst of delivering it. It's a great space for you to be in where you're kind of protected and buffered from all of these other things going on. And you can just really use that as a space to stay focused and take action as opposed to once again, crowdsourcing, looking at 20 different sources, and just getting overwhelmed by all the options out there. The cart for my mastermind is open right now, and you can go to thebadtherapist.coach to grab your spot. We start in October. The final launch hack that I want to share with you is to pick a launch goal that you can actually control. So when most people are launching, they are choosing a goal that is the number of spots they want to sell or the amount of money they want to make. And these aren't bad goals all in all, but there is a problem with them being the main goal for yourself. The problem is that you can't actually control these things. Yes, you do have an impact on how many people sign up or how much money you make. This happens in terms of your marketing and your sales process and your pricing. Like you for sure have influence, but there's also a huge amount of what leads to this goal that is totally outside of your control. You you only have so much control over people actually buying from you, but you do have control or much more control over a lot of other elements in your launch. So rather than the focus being on getting a certain number of people or making a certain amount of money, the goal should be something that is more within your power. So pick a goal that is specific and measurable. You could have goals around how you show up for marketing, how you show up for sales, or how you show up for the creation process, and I'm sure many other things. But that's what I want to focus on right now, because those are the places where we should be spending our time when we're launching our scalable offer. So a marketing goal should be really specific and it should be really simple. So let's say that you're using social media to market for your scalable offer. Maybe it's a retreat, maybe it's an ebook, uh, maybe it's an online coaching program around a certain topic. 
And let's say that you're deciding that you're going to show up on Instagram three times a week and you are going to tell people about your offer and invite them to sign up and tell them what next steps to take. And that is your goal. Post three times per week on Instagram about that. And that is something that you'll know if you're doing that or if you're not doing it. It'll be really easy to tell. And what I have found when I've chosen super specific goals is it becomes incredibly clear how I'm either protecting my time and energy or I'm not. Because when we think about it, posting three times a week on Instagram is not necessarily a huge task unless we get really distracted or our mindset issues are getting in the way. So something that could really slow this down is perfectionism. If your perfectionism is really, really strong, your inner critic is really, really strong, this task, which all in all could be fairly simple, will become a lot harder and will take a lot more time. So you will immediately have highlighted for you areas where you need to do some work. And that's once again, where mindset practice can be incredibly useful. That will help you begin to notice your inner critic, shift your relationship with it, notice your fears, be able to release them, focus on gratitude and what I like to call delusional affirmations. And this can really help you move through the process and actually hit these goals. So all of this stuff really works together. A lot of us get bogged down in this process in thinking that we need to have things be really perfect. We need things to be really polished. And again, I want to challenge you to just start creating, just throw yourself at these projects and these goals and allow yourself to do it messy. Show up for these things, but don't force yourself to make it perfect because the reality is that if you're waiting for that, you're probably just not going to do it. Everyone else that you see out in the world who has this polished branding and has these big followings and has a lot of quote unquote success, they didn't start that way. They started in the same place you're starting, uh, probably not being experts in these areas, and they worked at it time and time again. And yes, it is true that some people come at this work with different backgrounds that give them a little bit of a head start, or they have certain resources that can make this a little bit easier. But the truth is that we all are having to learn this. None of us are born knowing how to market and sell. These are skill sets Uh, that you can acquire, but they're going to take practice in the same way that becoming a therapist took a lot of time and energy and dedication and practice. You probably weren't, well, you definitely weren't born knowing how to do this. Maybe as a child, (laughs) you started to learn how to do a lot of these things as many of us therapists do. But even so, you understand what it's like to have to hone these skills and learn them over time. This is really no different. It's the same thing. And a lot of us get hung up on not already knowing everything already. So you've heard me say this before. I'm going to keep on saying it over and over again. You really need to give yourself permission to learn here. So when you pick a goal that's really clear, really measurable, and you dedicate yourself to doing it, you will immediately have highlighted for you the things that you need to work on. Part of it is going to be sort of tactical. Like I said, turn your phone off, put it in another room, put it in a drawer, only have one web browser open one window on your uh, on your computer and don't open new tabs. Like there are these sort of like tactical nitty gritty things you can do, but you're going to have the mindset work highlighted for you that you really need to attend to. Another great uh, launch goal could be to have a certain number of sales calls. So let's say your your goal is to have 30 sales calls. All right. 
that is another one of those goals that isn't totally in your control because you can't force people to get on sales calls with you. But with a goal like that, you can sort of work backwards. Let's say you want to get better at that and you really want to hone that skill and you want to have more sales calls. Let's say it's 30. We can work our way backwards and see what needs to happen in order for you to hit that goal. Well, I need for people to be able to book those with me. All right. So what is my process for people booking sales calls? I need for people to know that this is an option. So how am I making sure that they know? Do I need to send out an email? Do I need to actually get something like Acuity or Calendly or one of these other things that allows people to book with me? Do I need to start talking about it in every piece of marketing that I put out into the world? With some of these goals, you're going to be able to work backwards to see what are the pieces of this process that are not currently in place and how can I create those? Again, experience is the best teacher. If someone were to give you a launch list and make it incredibly thorough, you'd have, I don't know, a thousand page document because there really are a lot of tiny things, small steps that go into creating a launch. And the truth is it is really different for every person. So that thousand page document would not be useful to you. Experience will be the best teacher. You putting these things into practice and finding out where are the gaps in my process and how do I fill them? Once again, this is something that you would get support with in scalable offers to identify the parts in your process that need your attention and to do it in a manageable way. You are going to fill this out every single time. I've said before here that the marketing that you see coming from my business didn't start this way. It was built little by little over the course of years. And so all of these things that are very streamlined now are streamlined because there was a moment that they weren't. And we thought about, okay, how can the system work a little bit more efficiently? Where is a gap here? How can we help people move through this process of becoming interested and curious to being able to interact with me more, buy from me, get the benefits from what I'm offering? All of those things were built up slowly over time. Another great launch goal that is within the realm of something you can control has to do with the creation of your offer. Now, you heard in episode 24 that I really recommend that you actually sell your offer before you create that, but I also understand that you may be in a circumstance where that just doesn't make sense for you. You actually do need to create the thing first. And one of the best ways to do that and to stay on track with it is to work on it first thing in the morning if that's available for you. And if it doesn't feel quite available to see if you can start to make some adjustments to create some room in your schedule to do that first thing. And literally, if it's just 15 or 30 minutes every day where you once again, you set a timer and you get really focused and you just work on it, you will be shocked at how much you can get done. You will be shocked also at how much your brain and body wants you to go do something else. (laughs) And you may spend the first few days just being incredibly distracted and having to pull yourself back to the task at hand. I mean, this is essentially the same process as meditation, right? When we meditate, we choose a focus of our meditation and we can count on the fact that our attention is going to veer from that and go elsewhere. When that happens, that's not a problem. It's not a bad thing. You're not bad at meditation. It just means that when we notice that that is what is happening, we compassionately bring ourselves back to the object of our focus. That's the same thing with this. When you get up in the morning and you set a timer for 15 or 30 minutes to work on the creation of your offer, you will probably get distracted. I would be shocked if that didn't happen. But when you did, you could lovingly practice bringing yourself back to the task at hand. 
Maybe on day one, you're only going to have five minutes of focused attention, but maybe day two, you'll have a little bit more and then a little bit more and a little bit more. And you'll build this skill set of being able to bring your attention back, get something done, and hopefully do it lovingly and compassionately. You don't have to wait till you're good at all of these things before you start. You get to learn. So start where you're at, give yourself permission to develop these skills. And in the end, you know, however long from now, you will have these scalable offers that are working and running and profitable and create more freedom in your life. And right now, the thing to do is to learn these skills. I hope this has been helpful for you to hear some of these tweaks. They're a little less common than what you often hear around launching. Oftentimes when we're talking about launching, it's just very strategic. It's like, here are all these steps to launch successfully. But when it comes to actually being able to move through this in a way that's sustainable, uh, these are a lot of the things that people tend to get wrong. So I hope it's been helpful to hear them and kind of walk through them. For me to reiterate the fact that, again, you get to keep on learning through this process. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope if this has been helpful for you and you're in the process right now of trying to create a scalable offer in your business or revive a scalable offer that you've already made, but it kind of got lost in the shuffle that you would join scalable offers for therapists. The cart is open right now and you can grab any remaining spots by going to my website, badtherapist.coach. Next week, we're going to hear from a former participant in Scalable Offers for Therapists, my client, Julia. She's going to share about the scalable offer that she made and how she used the mastermind to help her get that off the ground, stay encouraged, stay focused. And I'm just so grateful for her and her willingness to be a guest on the podcast and share her experience. So make sure you tune in next week for my conversation with Julia. You're going to love it. It's super relatable and you'll walk away feeling really inspired and encouraged to create your own scalable offer. I'll see you then. That's all today for The Bad Therapist Show. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I hope you got some gems that you can start using right away in your own business so that you can break out of good therapist conditioning and build the business that you want. If you've gotten something out of this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with one of your good therapist friends who really needs to hear it. And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and or review so that we can change not just our individual businesses, but transform the mental health system that got us here in the first place. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more private practice and coaching tips. Remember, bad therapists make the best therapists.